This season of The Wedding Digest is brought to you by Wedbooker, the only place to find and book your dream wedding venue and suppliers online. Go to wedbooker.com. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Wedding Digest. I'm Lucy, your host, and with me as always is wedding planner guru, Ali. Hey guys. So as you know, we started this podcast after COVID hit to try and continue to inspire couples who are planning their wedding day despite all of those changes and challenges you're facing and also to shine a light on some incredible wedding suppliers who have really taken a hit this year. Yeah, exactly. I guess that was our focus. We still wanted it to be an exciting time for couples who are planning their wedding despite, as you say, the challenges and changes that we've all had to face and kind of improvise along the way this year. So as we know, many couples have been forced to cancel or postpone their wedding. Others have pushed ahead with their wedding, albeit a modified version to adhere to the COVID restrictions. But Ali, we did have some good news this week and we are starting to see these restrictions start to ease. Yes, that's right. And I love giving away good news. So the borders are actually now opening between Canberra to Queensland, which is great. And some parts of New South Wales can also travel to Queensland and South Australia, which is amazing. Um, in New South Wales, we've also seen a small lift on that dance floor rule. So now you can have <laughs> nominated people, yes, on a dance floor, which is just so fun. Um, and in Queensland, we're also likely to see an increased number of people allowed to just attend weddings and events over the next few weeks, which is great. It is all starting to feel just a little bit more positive and we really hope that our Victorian couples will also see some restrictions ease shortly as well. Yeah, so that is good news and fingers crossed it continues to head in that direction. But let's talk about uh, this episode. So we're really excited actually. We're talking to another bride-to-be. Now she is the brains and also the designer behind the luxury sleepwear brand many of you would be familiar with, Jasmine and Will. Now Jasmine and her fiancé Sam were planning to tie the knot this year like so many couples but unfortunately they have also had to postpone but the businesswoman chats to us about her experience and what she has planned for her big day. Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us on the Wedding Digest podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. We usually start our interviews with the same question. We uh, mm-hmm. love to know about the love story because we're, we're not that familiar with your love story uh, to your fiancé, Sam. So can you tell us quickly how you guys met and how he proposed? Gosh, okay. Well, both of us actually um, have had um, expat lives. So um, I was previously working in the Middle East for five years. Sam was in Hong Kong. Um, We both ended up back home. I came home actually to launch Jasmine and Will, my sleepwear brand. Uh, And that was kind of my Mm. focus for the first few years whilst I was here. Uh, And it was funny actually, because I I left Mm. Australia in my mid-20s and then I came back at 30 and all of a sudden everyone was married and having babies. And the only baby I was having was a startup pajama company. So um, that really (laughs) consumed my my time and it's funny actually it was my mum who was like Jasmine it's you know it's a new era I think it's time for you to online date um and that is actually how we ended up meeting so (laughs) so (laughs) I'm such a traditionalist actually and I never really 
considered it. There'd be a lot of um, a lot of women and guys who would say exactly the same thing because you kind of get swept up in you know in the business world and particularly when you're an entrepreneur or, or a startup, like you live and breathe your business. So finding the time to go out and meet people is is quite difficult. We we know so many love stories which were kind of born through Bumble or um, Tinder and, and those sort of platforms. So we love that. We love that it worked out for you and Sam. <laughs> yes. And then I guess you asked me about engagement. So um, he popped the question. We were on a, um, a weekend away in Byron Bay after spending yeah. two days trying to get in contact with my dad because he wasn't answering his phone. Um, so yeah. <laughs> the poor guy uh, had to keep trying to dial my dad until he finally picked up and he could ask. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Dad made him work for it. He did. He did. He did. Made him sweat it. <laughs> okay. So fast forward to 2020, right? And mm-hmm. and this is when you guys had planned to tie the knot. Like so many couples and so many businesses, you were impacted by COVID, not just on a personal level, obviously with your wedding, but also on a business level as well. As you mentioned before, Jasmine and Will is your luxury sleepwear brand, which also has a bridal range too. You were hit essentially on both sides of your life with two major things being impacted by COVID. So first of all, I guess, how did you have to navigate that from a business perspective? And then let's dive into the wedding side of things. Yeah. I mean, 2020 um, has definitely been a year of character building, that's for sure. I think all Mm. of us have been impacted in some way, be it through work or or, or personally, you know, being separated from family, etc. So we started to see the impact of COVID-19 kind of Christmas last year, really early this year. A lot of our production comes from offshore in China. And as we all know, that is really where COVID-19 hit first. And we started hearing about it, but um, it hadn't yet kind of reached our shores. And what was to be and the impact that would happen after that um, was just so unknown at that stage. But we were already dealing with delays with manufacturing and disruption over there. Uh, so it was a challenging start to the year. And we moved a lot of our production over to Indonesia, actually, at that point in time. And then we kind of started to see it head this way. And that's when it really did impact us. You know, our worlds all changed for us kind of in March this year, didn't they? We had planned to have our wedding in Europe, in Tuscany, for the European summer. Oh. And look, we made the decision at that point. Um, and that was pre-kind of travel being stopped. And we still had international arrivals, etc. It just didn't look like it was going to be good and we pulled the pin at that point. We were doing something really small um, just as our family. So whilst it was, you know, upsetting, it didn't um, disrupt, you know, 100 people's travel plans and, and, and all of this. And we were quite okay mm-hmm. with it. We um, we really just paused and said, let's come back to this when the world looks different again. And that's pretty much where we're mm-hmm. at now. I mean, obviously, it's disappointing and I have a big wedding dress that's, that's in a cupboard somewhere. Yeah. So then have you been able to find a new date for your wedding just yet? Are you still planning on waiting to travel overseas or are you thinking of staying in Australia? We think we'll, we will most probably get married um, in Australia now. Um, and probably the same thing, um, just a small family wedding. But at this stage, Sam's family are in Tasmania. My family are in Queensland. And all of the majority of our friends and some of our family are overseas. 
Um, so right at this moment, we actually can't even see our family as it is. Um, so it's just something that that we've we've put on pause. We haven't um, delayed it for next Europe summer. I know a lot of people have shifted it, but we just made the decision that we will do something with our family when the time is right and we can all be together. Are you looking for your wedding venue and suppliers? Do you want to have all your wedmen in one place? Need some convenient support from Ali, our wedding planning expert? Well, Wedbooker is your go-to, the only place to plan and book your wedding online. Visit wedbooker.com. So COVID aside, how did you find the wedding planning experience? Obviously, you were you were planning something more intimate with your family and friends, so not a huge, big wedding. But how did you find that experience? What was the most challenging parts? And, and did you end up enlisting the help of a wedding planner or a stylist to help, you know, pull the whole day together or provide some inspiration? Yeah, we did actually. So, um, and, and I would highly recommend, particularly if you're planning a wedding overseas, even if you know the area quite well, um, it's so much easier to have someone there who speaks the local language, um, is familiar with the suppliers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also even just the time difference, yeah. you know, when you're going back and forth with emails. So we um, enlisted a wedding planner um, that kind of on a scaled down um, a scaled down version, I guess, more on a project management side because we knew where we wanted to have the wedding. We only had, you know, a guest list of 30, which was our immediate family essentially. Um, and I was pretty happy to, to manage the styling but needed help with finding the suppliers. So mm-hmm. that that worked really um, well for us um, in during during that planning process. And I don't know, it really depends, doesn't it, if you have a vision for what you want beforehand. And I think you just lean on your your team around you for what what you do and don't want. So um, I already knew the style that I, I liked or that we liked, I should say, um, and the type of music we would want, et cetera, et cetera. So it really was just a matter of providing all that information to the wedding planner and, and um, getting her to help find the right supplies for us. How did you find the wedding planner on the ground in Italy? <laughs> um, Instagram. right um yeah you know what the gone of the day of wedding magazines right honestly that is actually how I found our our wedding planner and then we just scheduled a time to speak and it felt right um we looked at the the costing etc which seemed reasonable for what we were asking and off we went so that was pretty much how we started the journey. So it sounds like you went for a nice, small, intimate wedding that tied in with your family holiday. You got your wedding yep. planner down, <laughs> nailed down really early. So you're very organized. So do you think that you've sort of gone down that route and you've been so organized because I juggling running your own amazing sleepwear company, Jasmine and Will, and planning your wedding at the same time, that would have been a lot of work. Look, it is, but I think that's why you kind of have a wedding planner. Um, and it's all about, it's a bit like managing a team, isn't it? In, in your, your day-to-day work life, um, you outsource when necessary. So mm. that's kind of what I did. And, you know, the nice thing about having a wedding planner also is that you get to do the fun stuff yourself. So, yeah, you get to go through Instagram and find the flowers that you like and, and inspiration and these kind of things. And then you're really just providing direction and then matching yeah. your vision with a supplier. Um, and it really yeah. alleviates, I think, so much stress. So many of us are busy and working you know, bigger hours and running our own businesses these days. But when you pay for a wedding planner, it's not 
actually a luxury. It's it's a it's a matter of time management, I think, in so many ways. Yeah, um, a necessity, <laughs> right? So um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I. I saw it. And then during that time, you actually started a new business as well called The Bridal Edit that offers pre-loved you know, designer gowns. What what inspired that idea? <laughs> the yeah, I know. Um, so, you weren't busy enough. So Lisa, um, who runs PLC, pre-loved clothing, um, strangely last year I reached out to her to sell some of my, um, my clothing and shoes um, and – we formed a great relationship and she was just starting her business. Um, and then she kind of picked up the phone one day and said, would you mind meeting me for a coffee? Um, and I did. And, and I kind of took on a little bit of a mentoring role, but it was more kind of sharing my experiences of running a startup of what I wish I had have done differently. And then we one day were saying how we should just start selling wedding dresses because we were both engaged and we've been looking at wedding dresses and they're so expensive. Um, so expensive. So expensive. And we're like, there has to be a more accessible way to purchase these dresses. And um, it's funny because our two businesses kind of marry in the sense that, you know, Lisa does pre-love clothing. It's it's designer fashion that she's reselling to extend the life of it, you know, and it's a much greener way to shop, more ethical, you know, not so much waste. And the way we design Jasmine and Will Sleepwear is that it is really classic. We use quality fabrics. We try and keep it at an accessible price point. But we work with the motto, fewer, better, longer, right? Like we would rather that our customers buy fewer pajamas that are classic and good quality at an accessible price and hold on to them rather than being wasteful with, you know, final gimmicky pajamas that get tossed out after only a few wears. And Mm. so we both kind of shared the same values with our businesses. At the same time, being brides looking for dresses went like, there's so much opportunity here actually for a wedding dress resale market. Um, And we started asking around and speaking to our friends, et cetera. And that's really how it started. And then COVID hit pretty hard (laughs) and Mm. we thought this is either a really good time or a really bad time to be launching this business um and what we we pushed ahead and what we found was that people are changing the way they're planning their weddings now they're smaller weddings budgets aren't as as big um yeah i think COVID has been an opportunity for people to kind of step back and assess the fast consumerism and spending money and the Instagram wedding and all of that stuff that maybe nine months ago was more important to people than the small, intimate, meaningful weddings that we're starting to see now. Not that they never existed. Um, and it's changing the way brides are shopping for dresses. We've absolutely found that having yeah. conversations with brides. Um, and at the yeah. same time, brides are willing to let go of their big designer gowns and recycle that that money into other purchases as well and yeah. giving these dresses a longer life. So, yeah, so it's been a really interesting experience. Can they find these amazing pre-loved designer gowns? Well, we just launched our first chunk show. So, look, it's all – we thought about what was really important to us as brides and part of the exciting part is the experience of finding a dress and being able to go into a store and, um, you know, you take your mum, you take your sister or bridesmaid and you tie on the dresses and you have someone fluffing over you and you'll have a glass of champagne. Like, these are all really 
And we wanted to be able to still provide that service to brides, but with a range of dresses that were more accessible. So um, the format is that um, we essentially do a series of trunk shows. So we collect around 25 to 30 dresses per trunk show. We are specific in the dresses that we do consign. Um, They have to be in immaculate condition, um, you know, so they've been really well taken care of. They have to, you know, be able to provide, you know, if they are designing a Monique Lulier, you know, we make sure that the invoices are there, et cetera, so that we can um, confirm authenticity, et cetera. Um, and we want brides to be able to come in and have exactly the same experience but not feel like they have to spend $10,000 on a dress. So we have a showroom, mm. um, which is also my Jasmine and Will showroom. So we've been um, – We've, we've created a space in here for bridal edit and we're welcoming brides in um, for an hour to do exactly what you would do in any other wedding dress store. Amazing. We have got the dresses on show at the moment on Instagram, on our bridal edit Instagram, purely because um, of the border closures <laughs> um, and yeah. all of our COVID safe rules. Um, we wanted people to be able to see the dresses online. Um, so we've kind of done a virtual trunk show and then um, we've actually been able to FaceTime with brides and show them the dresses um, before arranging for them to come in, etc. Given a lot of people can't cross state borders and, and things like that. But should the world go back to normal, and you know, as you were saying, um, we will go back to in-store format. Oh, I love that. That's so good and a great tip for any brides to be who are looking for that tr- designer dress. But let's let's go back to you now and back to mm-hmm. back to your wedding planning as well. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your dress. You mentioned <laughs> it earlier when we were chatting. Um, yeah. So you've got this beautiful wedding dress just dying to be worn. Mm-hmm. Um, as a designer yourself, did you feel the pressure to find the perfect dress? I've got two sisters and they both said, I bet you end up with the dress you don't expect. And it's Mm. so funny because a lot of my friends have said the same thing as well. You kind of have an idea of what you think you would wear um, and you end up with something, nothing like it. Um, And I'd probably almost say the same for this. It was um, the only dress I tried on actually. And it, it just worked. So we were meant to be married in Tuscany. Um, and mm. I saw this dress again on Instagram. Um, I sound like I spent my entire life on there and <laughs> kind of trapped it down. And it wasn't immediately available, but there was a similar sample um, that I tried on. And it was just very romantic and comfortable, which was important to me. Um, and it felt right for a, an outdoor Tuscany wedding. And I just went, lock it in. <laughs> and I think even the lady at the wedding dress store was a bit surprised. <laughs> so as you said, it's perfect for your Tuscany wedding. But now, yes. uh, given that it's likely you'll get married in Australia, will yes. it still work for an Aussie wedding as well? <laughs> I don't think so, no. I, oh, look, it probably could. But you know what? I, I think we will most probably do something really small and intimate here um, and I will wear something that fits with that. We are also planning probably, if, if, if it makes sense, just to have a big party at some point next year with everyone to celebrate. Um, so, you know, I'm of the opinion, dust off the dress. Pull it out, wear it. Yeah, um, I agree. You know? Can you <laughs> so reveal who not? the designer is? 
Um, it's actually it's a Monique Lulier dress. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, so it's it's sitting there waiting, waiting to to be worn. And if not, waiting it for will, the perfect day. Yeah, it will be it will it will be a bridal edit, either having been worn or or not worn. But we'll see what the next year looks like. So then you you pick the dress fairly easily, and I think there'd probably mm. be so many couples listening that you know maybe aren't planning an overseas wedding right now but it's always been a big question for people how do you go about finding a trusted glam squad for an overseas wedding oh, that's such a good question actually and that was something that I did think about um prior I was really fortunate that um so Joe Joanna Luce who I work with quite a lot with Jasmine and Will um a lot of hair and makeup artists in Sydney, Melbourne, etc., are spending the European summers um, in, in Europe. So kind of doing, say, two months and they're shooting campaigns and doing weddings in between. And that's something that Joe was doing. And I asked her as soon as we had a date and she said, absolutely, like oh, I will be in Italy actually at that time. So I was just really lucky. Um, and I know her, I've worked with her and I trust her. <laughs> Um, but there is a lot. So actually you'll find a lot of um, our local, you know, hair and makeup artists who are doing the European summer um, and mm. working while they're over there. So that's kind of become a bit of a recent trend, smart, really smart, because a lot of people do shoot mm. their campaigns and a lot of people get married over there. So that's how I went about mm. it. And you're so right. You reach out to suppliers you love because maybe they will be around that area at that time of year, it's always worth worth asking the question. Or maybe they can give a recommendation of someone that might be. Exactly. And, you know, that actually happened with a photographer. So I reached out to the photographer who did my, my brother and sister-in-law's wedding recently and she was unavailable, but she gave me a list of photographers that she recommended whom she knew would be in Europe at that time. Um, and then I went through that list and selected. So... Yeah, so ask the question, and I think um, a lot of people are, are open to helping you if they, if, if they can't, then giving you some recommendations. So then are you going mm. to stay with that same photographer that I guess assumably will be in Australia now or go with the yes. one that um, photographed your friend's <laughs> wedding? You've got options now. <laughs> so um, uh, the photographer who we had booked for Europe is also um, was meant to be relocating overseas and is now stuck in Australia as well. So when we finally get around to organising something in Australia, hopefully she's still here. And we've kind of, you know, the nicest thing about all of this disruption is that everybody's helping everybody out. And that's the thing, right? Like, so she will still do our wedding if she can and if, if we happen to have it while she's still here. So, um, yeah, we've been pretty fortunate with that. In your opinion, I mean, you have been to so many amazing events and you also run so many beautiful shoots and events for Jasmine and Will. So what would you say are maybe three critical things um, that make an amazing event or in this case, a wedding? Your attitude, I think, you know, like you've just oh, got I like to go that one. Mm. <laughs> um, you've got to remember you, you're there because you're marrying the man you want to marry. You know, things are going to go wrong and whatever else, have the right attitude. And it's the same on shoots as well. Um, and with work, generally life, right? I mean, I think as far as getting married, right, make sure you're marrying the right guy would, would be a good start. As a tip. <laughs> yeah, essential. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Actually, I will say probably my only other thing is do what's right for the two of you. And you know, I'm pretty lucky because we've got really close families and we're all quite quite aligned. But I have seen friends 
struggle with the opinions of others. Own it. It's your day. Um, you know, you do what's what's right for the two of you. That's a great tip. Yeah, great tip. Now, just one final question um, for our brides-to-be who are listening. Um, obviously, as we spoke about before, you do have a beautiful um, bridal range at Jasmine and Will, uh, which we love. You, you see all those gorgeous photos of the bridesmaids and the brides wearing those matching boyfriend shirts or cute like uh, pajama tops and shorts, and, and they look amazing, particularly for the photos. So can you give us a little sneak peek about what we might expect or see in 2021 in your bride? range we're sticking to the classics really like we're seeing a big move towards linen and um you know those kind of textiles as opposed to the silks that perhaps we had you know brides asking for a year earlier um we do wedding packages for all sizes and and they start at you know, three, so say a bride and two bridesmaids or a bride, another bride, whatever else. The most exciting part, I think, with the wedding range is not about adding more styles to it, but we have the ability to really um, bespoke the embroidery for our brides. So if you have a particular colour or you have a crest, for instance, that's on your invitations or something that you want replicated, we're able to kind of digitise that up and have that monogrammed onto your robes or your pyjamas, etc. So we can really make it special you. Thank you so much for your time. We loved hearing about your wedding or your your would-be wedding and, and the wedding that hopefully you will get <laughs> next year. Thank you very much. Well, Ali, I absolutely loved hearing from Jasmine, not only about her own wedding experience for this year, but also the way as a businesswoman and particularly someone whose, um, you know, sleepwear brand is also relevant to the bridal space too, how she's pivoted to survive the corona period, but also been influenced by this time too and then starting the bridal edit which is offering pre-loved designer gowns and I, I I couldn't agree more I really think that we will start to see brides change their perception of what the dream wedding should look like and I think priorities will definitely change as well so no doubt pre-loved designer wedding dresses will will suddenly boom. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've been around lightly recently, but everyone seems to want to go for that new dress. I love the idea of recycling them as well. And as she said, she keeps them in such great condition and only takes them when they're perfect. Such an environmentally friendly way to go. And as you said, budget saving. I think she's just, she's just such a great business mind. And I love chatting to her. Yeah, I really love chatting to her as well. And, and hopefully she does get that beautiful intimate wedding that she she's after next year, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. And look, as always, if you have any questions for me, you can find me at Wedbooker's Instagram, which is at Wedbooker or at Wedbooker.com. Yeah, perfect. And of course, we'll be back next Thursday again with a brand new episode. So we look forward to chatting to you then. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Wedding Digest. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And if you love what you hear, feel free to leave us a review. If you want to find out more about any of our featured guests or suppliers mentioned, just head to wedbooker.com. You'll find a detailed blog post on each episode.